Hi, welcome to another episode of Heim Time. Welcome. My name is Travis. I'm Emma. And this is the Heim Time Podcast, uh, brought to you by Trace Agave's tequila. Woo-hoo. Delicious tequila. Arte. Shout out Trace Agave's um, delicious 100% certified organic tequila sponsoring this podcast. Um, we had a great guest today. Very awesome. Our friend, Matt Pittman with Meat Church. Matt is the creator, founder. Yeah, I was in awe Social the whole media time. mogul. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he's doing videos. Now he's got all sorts of stuff. So um, we've known Matt for a while, which is awesome. Kind of started yeah. his stuff the same time we started um, our restaurants. And uh, I love the guy, and he, you know, he's going to talk. You know, right. he's going to have stories. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a great have, guest. Uh, uh, Pitmaster to the stars, I said, because he's uh, constantly, you know, all sorts of celebrities and stuff. And there's a few name drops in the yeah. in the podcast, not as many. You love to listen to hear. Expected, but um, shout out Matt, great guest. We appreciate him coming on. Um, if you want to support this podcast directly, patreoncom podcast. Uh, five bucks a month. We got um, some awesome, awesome Patreons. Our shout outs this week. Uh, Nathan Foster. Hell yeah. Seems like a great guy. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan, you're the man. Uh, Allie or Allison Adamson. Oh, uh, yeah. Big uh, ladies. ladies. Shout out for the ladies. Not just weird dudes that follow us, yeah. surprisingly. So um, we got Thanks, some y'all. beautiful young ladies um, that follow <laughs> us as well. <laughs> And uh, we really we appreciate the support. Patreon shoutouts every week. Um, but we're up to like 23 now. That's Ooh, crazy. I remember when we didn't have any. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so if you have some questions, hit us on Patreon. We always answer any Patreon questions. Um, again, hope you love this episode. Great time with Matt. Um, we got some other stuff in the works with Matt, maybe in the future, Ooh, maybe a video, maybe, uh, something else. He hinted at OnlyFans. I don't know if we're ready for that, but you know, I'm who ready. knows. We got uh, we got bills to pay. So, um, thank you again, Trace Agaves, our uh, sponsor. Delicious, one hundred percent organic tequila. Um, drink some responsibly while you listen to this podcast. Thanks, Hell guys. Yeah, thanks, y'all. It's time time. Thanks for uh, watching and listening. Uh, today we have a super fun uh, special guest. He has been a friend for a long time. Uh, how do I describe him? Uh, best hair and barbecue. Um, very handsome young man. Uh, very talented. Uh, fit physique, despite uh, the amount of uh, barbecue he cooks. I would say... Uh, I, actually, I'm going to trademark this, so don't steal it yet. <laughs> Pitmaster to the stars, oh. our friend, Matt Pittman. There we go. I got to come here more often. You both might go up. <laughs> um, thank welcome. you. Yeah. Welcome to uh, Nexum Studios. Shout out, Paul. Um, I have my bucket of coffee. I think we're ready, <laughs> ready to go. We have all 17 of Matt's rubs. Uh, Matt is the founder, creator, owner of Meat Church. Woo-hoo. What yeah. is Meat Church? 
Whew, you didn't prepare me for <laughs> what, that one. Sorry. What isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a really unique brand, in my opinion, at least from when I started. I think some people have come along, and now there's people kind of following this model. But, yeah. I mean, like you said, we've been friends for a long time, and, um, you know, I never was trying to open a restaurant. I was necessarily – I was just making barbecue. And, yeah. And it's taken me a long time to reflect back. Like now I can look back and realize what I was doing. And I was kind of always teaching people to make great yeah. food for their friends and family. So mm-hmm. the short answer is Meat Church is about bringing people together around hopefully great food, but to make great memories. Because that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter what you cook on, yeah. how you do it, or if you go buy it. It's not really about that. It's about, I mean, it is about the process to a degree, clearly. And we all, right. you know, mm-hmm. love that. But ultimately food is like the center of our lives and how much time have you spent around a table. And so that's what meat church is about to me, the communal aspect of it. Um, you know, and we kind of do a couple of things. We have physical barbecue products and lifestyle stuff that we sell. And then we sell whatever it is that Matt Pittman does, which is usually just talk the ears off the statue. So whoever <laughs> will listen about how to make cool food and stuff like that. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I just want to shout out first, uh, meat church, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube's all at Meat Church, right? Yes. Um, awesome YouTube videos. Obviously, the big thing that I think uh, you, you're mainly known for is the rubs, all sorts of awesome spice rubs from, you know, kind of more, I don't want to say regular, but, you know, kind of traditional yeah. rubs to D's Nuts to <laughs> gourmet, more gourmet uh, stuff. So all awesome. MeatChurch.com. You can buy any of this stuff. right? Yeah, now. all these rubs come with a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. By you Travis. or someone else? <laughs> okay. Do you have to outsource that? Or yeah, typically. <laughs> hey, fifteen dollars an hour, man. That's uh, you know, might be worth it. Um, Deshaun yeah. Watson's actually our new spokesperson. <laughs> okay, I love it. I knew Matt would be good to have on. Uh, awesome. Yeah, me church. It's so cool to see um, from from when we first met. I mean, we we both have really unique stories. I think when you talk about the number of businesses that fail every year right. and to yeah. think that both of us are still well, screwing when you have around. A, you and, have a name like D's nuts. Yeah. It's not going to end. It's yeah. We far. actually have that trademark by the way. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> nice. that's perfect. Um, you, you're always a step ahead. I love it. But the, uh, meat church, great name, great, you know, branding, all that stuff really, um, started, you know, I guess, tell me kind of what was your first, First introduction of barbecue, how'd you get started? I know um, we went to some of your tailgates, you're a big tailgate guy, you know, tell us more about kind of how you got interested in the barbecue sort of grilling world. Well, you know, I grew up uh, in the deep South, not in Texas. I moved to Texas as a teenager. So I, I, I grew up on pork, sweet barbecue sauce, yeah. you know, so that to me, barbecue was pulled pork sandwich or ribs Yeah, and then came to Texas and, um, I mean, I have like small stories from early on where I worked at Albertsons and in the parking lot, there was a Risky's and I had a chopped beef sandwich and I yeah. think they were like four for $5. So it was like my daily lunch. And I, I still love a chopped beef sandwich yeah. for that very reason. They used to do a five sandwich for $5 deal, by the way, yeah. not to interrupt, but that was like a crazy, crazy deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at Bucky's last week and I got one because yeah. people talk about how the chopped beef sandwich is pretty good. And I, like totally took me back. Yeah, I wasn't mad about seven dollar chopped beef sandwich, but seven bucks. Yeah, and that dude was back there just getting it, chopping yeah. it. Like I took a little boomerang of him. I was like, yeah. get it. Like so, go for it. Anyway, uh, at some point, I mean, I went down to Lockhart and I was in Blacks and had a beef rib, and I didn't, wow. 
I didn't really know what I was getting into, but I took a bite and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. And that's, I always celebrate that was the moment because, you know, salt and pepper barbecue, it's just totally different from what I've had. And right. so really started to like it. But then another thing that happened right after college, uh, a coworker of mine was like, he always left on these barbecue road trips. And mm-hmm. one day he was like, hey, do you want to go to, I forgot where he mentioned the first time. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, all right, well, I'll pick you up at 5 a.m. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was really we're, like taking back. We're going to have lunch, right? <laughs> like, I think he was, I think he was inviting about? me to Snows that, yeah. that particular time because I couldn't make that trip. And I was like, what? Like, that's yeah. a, like, Sounds what like a hell? Snows trip. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all all appreciate that mm-hmm. now. So yeah, yeah. I started to get exposed to it. But then honestly, like everyone that has kids, when you get, you know, you're at home with a lot of time on your hands. I'd always been the outdoor cook. Like I've skipped mm-hmm. over, you know, high school on starting to like boil crawfish and then um, have tailgates for the Cowboys right out of college. Mm-hmm. And I just was the guy cooking outside. So I was always an outdoor cook. Yeah, I was actually always a, you know, didn't go to culinary school because I had this desire to get get in school, get out, make good living. Um, so, but I, I skipped cooked. that part. I just did the smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I could have gained those years back, but <laughs> anyway, You're you know, I, I was it. just a, you know, outdoor cook and then started competing casually and, um, wasn't trying to be a world champion. Like, you mm-hmm. know, me and my brother cooking eight or 10 times a year. And then the big thing that really happened, the most, I guess, chronicled part was, we submitted a tryout video to be on barbecue pit masters, which ironically One of the best. was, yeah was filmed by the guy that had invited me to go on the 5 a.m. trip. Oh, cool. But he was just a he, – we worked together. Uh, the guy that actually taught me to Google. Huh. His name is Hi Vu. So <laughs> Hi started to do video, and, I, and I'd looked at tryout videos, yeah. and I was like, could you make one for me? So we did. We submitted it. went kind of crazy, and uh, we got picked to be on the show and had three weeks' notice. And Wow. As the old story goes um, – I made two rubs by hand mm-hmm. and one of them has honey powder in it and you can't get honey powder at, you know, the grocery store. Right. So I was at a place just outside Fort Worth picking it up to get ready for the show. And while the guy was in the back getting my order, he had like a lookbook on the counter and there were labels I recognized from the competition world. And I was like, do you make these or something? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm their co-packer. And I hmm. said, what, what's a co-packer? And he explained right. it to me. And so I was driving back to work in Fort Worth. And I called my brother and told him, he's like, we'll do it. So I called the guy back. It had been like 10 whole minutes. And I said, make my beef rub and call it Holy Cow. And I'll call you, you know, in the next day or so with a name for what's now known as Honey Hog. Wow. <laughs> so we took him on the show in a black and white label. Yeah. And uh, if you make your own product, they'll actually show it. If you oh, use wow. somebody else's, they'll tape over it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we got started. But even then it wasn't, yeah. I didn't think this is what we'd be right. doing. It was a hobby. God, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I never yeah, heard that, that all story. worked out. Insane. And we started Instagram. And, you know, that's what the part about going back to how I get started. When I look back, I wasn't really, I mean, we're more overt about it now. But back then, I was still just putting my food out there saying, here's a steak I made right. with this season. Here's how I cooked it. And mm-hmm. it's just always been that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of worked out. That's so cool. That's, I'd say it's worked out. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never heard that story. Um yeah, it's 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 awesome. And then where can you still watch that video? Because that's a great video. Is that on your uh, YouTube maybe or something? It it, it actually it is. Okay. Um, I can't watch. I mean, I will um, even now when we cut a video, yeah. I can't stand watching yeah, myself. Yeah. And um, but it's funny because <laughs> this needs to go on barbecue confessional. So in the in the tryout video, the pit's smoking and it's yeah. actually burning a Duraflame log. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Which was like the blackest, yeah. nastiest it's smoke disgusting. ever. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, yeah, this, uh, yeah, it's the video quality is great, but this guy's is like his barbecue must taste like complete shit. Uh, that's awesome. Did you yeah. have fun doing the show? Did you like that? Was it oh, and they replay it all the time, and every time yeah. I still lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, so it's considered. A, I thought I say I'm a reality TV star. Um, it's actually awesome. a game show, oh. and it's real. Like yeah, yeah. they don't play. It's like, yeah. Ooh, stressful. And my, my introduction I, at the time, I didn't know Tuffy. Myron and uh, and Mo, your introduction to them is literally the show open, which I think is complete BS yeah. because yeah. you want to kill the nerves. But um, you're mic'd the whole time. The yeah, only yeah. time they turn it off is when you go to the bathroom. Uh, it's intense, so, man. Yeah, it's intense, like, don't say yeah. anything. So don't think I didn't go to the porta potty and call a lifeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's smart, dude. That is I've smart. never. Uh, we've we've had. Uh, I'm sure, like you get, but we've had. Uh, Chopped has requested a couple mm-hmm. times and some of those things. I'm like, I just, I, that's a nightmare to me. I, I would <laughs> totally. hate to do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. I love like the, you know, we did man fire food and we've mm-hmm. done a bunch of like that stuff and, and that's good. And if it's for like the restaurant, I guess I like it. But a lot of that stuff, like, I, I guess I won't say the name of the show, but there's one show where, uh, it's all scripted. Like every yeah. single word is scripted to the point of they're like, okay, now you say this and now you say this. And I think I've talked about this on here, but I had like, we were doing beef ribs or something. And then, uh, you know, you're showing them, they do kind of a close up, and then it's like, you walk away. So uh, walking out of the kitchen and then what they wanted me to say was, uh, I'm going to go take a smoke break. And I was like, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. It sounds like something you would say though. No, it doesn't. I would never say that. I'm going to go take a smoke break. And then I was like, I'm not going to say that. And then the producer was like, you know, I've got Mariah Carey over here. Like, you know, just like, so then we like, you know, multiple times we shoot it like three times. And then they're like, do you think maybe, you know, maybe you could just say it one time. And I was like, all right, let's just get this over. It's, with. In, the, it's in the series. No, I know. And it's so stupid. I'm <laughs> just hilarious. like, walk off with the, go take a smoke break. So <laughs> the shows are, anyway. I mean, they're all terrible. You yeah. know, the one that just ended, like they make, they make no, and I'm not hating. They make yeah. no sense. Yeah. No, we talked about that in the last episode about that one. The last one. Oh, well, <laughs> somebody, had, uh, yeah. there was a question and, uh, I, I, we, I didn't, I haven't watched it. I haven't either. I've just seen a couple, but did you watch it? Um, no, no, <laughs> I don't have time. Sorry, I, I was, I was <laughs> yeah. gonna make a joke, and I get whatever. I'll do it now. But I was like, "What's the title?" Queer Eye for the Barbecue Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Not hating them because yeah. I love uh, I Rodney like Scott and all those other guy. people, but those uh, type of things uh, go directly to the delete uh, junk mail. Well, so here's another little ironic thing: um, we were cast on Chopped three years ago, Mm -hmm. I think. And I ended up pulling out, um, because they interfered with family spring break. And so I was like, I'm not going. And so I, I bailed and I never felt good about it because it was supposed to be a barbecue episode, but it was going to be cooked indoors. And Mm -hmm. my whole thing with chopped, it's like one thing to be nervous, but I don't need to open that basket and be like, how do I make beef ribs with an indoor kitchen with marzipan? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it doesn't really make sense. Well, we get to red dirt, and Leonard comes up and he's like, man, I got to tell you something. It's secret. And I go, mm-hmm. what? And he's like, I just filmed Chopped. Mm-hmm. And I said, when, when did you film it? And he was like, Thursday. I said, did you meet at the McDonald's in Spanish Harlem? He goes, how'd you know? I go, dude, I was supposed to be on that episode, but thank God I wasn't because you would have killed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like Leonard and Esau. Well, we, yeah. We'd have been, we would have showed up and be like, oh, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> A couple oh, killers, I, dude. We went yeah. uh, last year or the year before 
to truth. And I still think pre COVID. I, I mean, well, I, you're going to get me in trouble because I was about to say some shit about Texas Monthly, which I won't. I love them and support them, and they're great. But I, what I would say is that I think truth should be number one. I mean, the truth meal that we so had good. there, yeah, everything was so good. The sides were good. They have. 35 cakes and desserts to choose the from. Best part. So and they're all like delicious. So many people really have said that yeah. when the last list came out, I have yeah. a number of friends are like, they're going to be number one. It's And you already hear that now about yeah. this year, about other places. Oh, I know. Yeah. Or I mean, the other name you mentioned, E, he should be up there too. Yeah, 2M's great. At least. They've been great for a long time. At least in the yeah. top 10 for sure. But I, you know, not to get into Texas monthly talk because I'll say something I'll regret, but, uh, Truth, I think if they're not one, they should be up there because it was freaking awesome, and it's just a cool place too, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they have two spots now. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. There you go, Brenham and Houston. We're uh, well, I don't, what have we even announced? I don't know. We haven't announced Burleson. Yeah. yeah, you put that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we got we got more on the way. Stay so. tuned. You guys are yeah. you guys have <laughs> officially entered mogul status. We're getting there. Uh, we We're still have to open them. Yeah, three three is uh, is tough. I mean, you've been kind of talking with Mallory a little bit. They mm -hmm. just opened their second, and uh, it's a different ball game. Oh, I mean, I you know, and really, there's not a ton. Like, I guess uh, style switch. Like to do like really really good barbecue and like what we you know try and everybody. You got style switch, Evie Mays now. I mean, truth, Vegas. I guess. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, they yeah. have two, but. Um, it's tough. It's hard. It's very hard. No, yeah, I've been meaning to ask you guys how that. That's got to be tough to find that much talent and. That's the hard part. Yeah, I mean we have we have a really great management staff yeah, right now. Yeah, our leadership now, team's great. You know Wesley, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Our, our director. He's of our ops. director of ops now. He's We're kicking all ass. the way up. Like He's a Saints awesome. fan, so it's I know. It's, like, uh, you got to put up with Louisiana crap, but like get nobody's past that. holding you back. Go ahead, take I, the reins. I text him. I go, dude, Jameis MVP. It's Jameis's year. Quarterback, he's going all the way. We'll see. Is Drew Brees, Brees retired? I don't know. If you oh know. yeah. yeah so. oh. Um, we're getting off topic. So anyway, um, Pit Masters is awesome. That's so cool. I mean, I think the coolest thing I love about your story is how, and something that we talk about a lot is like, you could have just done Pit Masters and then that was it. And then how you've grown and like done more rubs, all the, all the t-shirts, all the merch stuff, everything is like crazy you know what what was that process like was it e even intentional or were you just like okay this is something new and then now like youtube's a thing and like we want to do youtube videos like is it thinking back from like pitmaster days what we were talking about to now is it crazy to think like you ever thought you would have all this stuff going on yeah no i 100 percent didn't think it'd become what it is it's a it's a beast i mean in the weirdest thing, like I'll yeah. just give you a little example. This past weekend, we were in New Braunfels, and the the people that come up to you and say like, whatever, like homie oh, church, or I love the videos, mm -hmm. or what, just get noticed. That's when it's like, and when Tracy's with me, that we're like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. From like pulling into this backstage thing where you have to have a laminate to get in, and the sheriff doesn't even look at the laminate. He's like, oh my god, it's meet church, and then so just cool. these random little things yeah. that like you realize the reach is. That's the crazy thing, but. Um, I was joking. I just interrupt real quick. I was joking with my friend who's uh, on sports radio in town and we were playing golf and this guy, this 50 year old, you know, fat guy was like, Hey Bob, what's up, man? Good to see you. And we drove off and I was like, and we get that, you know, oh, I'm barbecue, yeah. you know, when we go out to eat and I'm, 
I was like, isn't it a little bit disappointing? It's just 50 year old fat guys <laughs> that like recognize this. Yeah. It's like, there's no, not any like 19 year old uh, sorority girls right. who are like, oh, dude, hi, barbecue. It, it did happen to awesome. me once. Luckily, Tracy was with me, but at the Houston rodeo two years ago, this like pack of like 20 something year old girls come in and one of them's like oh my god i'm a huge fan i'm like she's got to be playing it because this doesn't yeah, happen this, doesn't <laughs> this is not the demographic <laughs> but it was apparently her dad was a big fan yeah. or you know so it's happened once that's awesome <laughs> one time we'll hold out you know that's and hilarious. uh in new Bronzeville, i'm sure you're just doing some small like catering no big deal yeah, just, just some <laughs> random people. loser yeah. yeah um that's awesome the uh, I, I want to talk about tailgate. So we're getting into tailgate season. That's a big deal. Tailgate king. Some of the most epic tailgates we've ever been to. Um, Where we were called barbecue white people. Remember yeah, that? I remember that. <laughs> I, I still don't know what it means. I don't either. I have several compliments. I felt like it was a compliment. Yeah, I think, but maybe. I have a few that have stuck with me, and I'll never forget that one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, seems straightforward. No. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, what what do you think are keys for the ultimate tailgate? Funny you bring that up. I was talking to Miller Lite on the way over here because we're going to try to do some stuff at a so cool. tailgate stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, dream come true. I'm driving to the event last weekend, and I had a, a conference call with the Cowboys, and I'm like, "There's this is awesome. And it was yeah. about doing something at the stadium, like with my new rig. I'm like, okay. That's um, so cool. But I mean, the tailgating thing for me, the the interesting story was right out of college, no money, and I just huge football fan and wanted to go to the game. So I went to the old Texas Stadium and applied for a job as an usher, which I got. And then they put me on the forty yard line on the visiting side. So I had you know you're about twenty eight rows up. I had amazing view of every game. Hmm. Uh, but the second year I went in, they said, "Do you want to do water?" And I didn't know what that meant. And it was, "Do you want to do water for the cheerleaders?" So I did that for. <laughs> Five years. I'm like, hell no. It's what terrible. a terrible job. Unbelievable. It's terrible. And then in a, you know, I always say in a life full of bad decisions, um, I left that job to pay for tickets. But I bought one ticket and my brother bought one and two other guys bought one. So we had we each had we had four tickets in the old stadium for a couple seasons, Quincy Carter year. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Chad built. Hutchinson years yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bad decisions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then we came over to the new stadium. So, you know, that tailgating was a big part of my whole outdoor cooking. Mm -hmm. Someone had to cook, and we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But um, we actually have this grill somewhere. We bought this Cowboys keg of It looks like a little mini keg. Yeah. That was like our first grill. Yeah. <laughs> so that needs to go in the Meat Church Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that to frying turkeys at Thanksgiving. I still have all these pictures. And it was like the best times ever at the old yeah. stadium. Um, anyway, and then progressed to, you know, we can have some crazy ones now. But – you know, we used to try to go to every game and have a big blowout and word of mouth got out and like friends of friends came and they know mm -hmm. where we're at. And now with kids, you know, we don't get to every game like, like we want to, mm -hmm. but I always tell people it's about the tailgating because you know, you're going to be disappointed with the outcome of the game. <laughs> and I'm be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'm, <laughs> And I'm, you know, not being hate, not hating no, on the no, Cowboys, no, but so you get to a point in your life where you're like, I don't want to be pissed off going to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And that's how it was. Yeah. yeah. So of course, Tony Romo, fudges the snap in sure. a playoff game like that's that's what's supposed to happen so the tailgate has to be good yeah um but <laughs> evens out yeah, yeah. tailgating is what it's about uh, it's a ton of fun and that, and i wasn't ever trying to be like i'm the tailgate king mm. there's people with bigger setups or whatever but 
that has morphed into like things we teach and and stuff like that. And um, that's what we were talking to Miller about shooting tailgate videos at the stadium, which awesome. I don't think there's no way the Cowboys would allow that to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's well, I guess they cool. are official sponsor though, right? Yeah. For Cowboys. So. The yeah, they're there like I go. mean, if I told you the money. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm just trying to work for you, Matt. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. There's no money coming okay, to me. Okay, I'm talking about yeah, what yeah. Miller Light pays oh, yeah. the Cowboys. No, I'm sure it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. They're gonna let me do something at the stadium. There will be no dollars involved, I assure yeah. you. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah. Um yeah, we um uh, I I mean to be and I, I I wanted to bring this up because you are an Alabama fan, which goes back to your where you grew up. Um, you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, are you a Rangers fan? Yeah, I, I worked you're for a the Stars Rangers. fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked for a couple of those. I worked for yeah. the out of college '97. Uh, I worked in the Rangers clubhouse for half a season when we had yeah. Pudge, Juan Gonzalez. Awesome. Um, oh, so. Cool. Yeah, big fan there. I'm actually supposed to start teaching barbecue to the opposing teams. Oh yeah, uh, we we're just waiting on. COVID stuff, yeah. but yeah, and I worked for the Dallas Stars for 13 seasons. I'm big, big sports guy. That's <laughs> awesome. We've done uh, meat and sports. We've done a couple caterings um, for. We did one for the Mariners and something else. Yeah, but then like three of the guys are pescatarians, and it, it's just like a nightmare so for us because we then yeah. we got to do all this other crap, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I guess I was just gonna say uh, not. Hasn't been great recently to be a North Texas sports fan. You get a little stars, Mavs, uh, you know, whatever. And then, um, you know, you're celebrating a championship every year for Bama, (laughs) but as a TCU fan, it's, you know, woe is me, but, um, Cowboy, what do we think of the Cowboys this year? Do we feel I, good about it? We've been watching I, I, hard knocks. And, I did yeah. because of the offense, but yeah. I th- I think something's wrong with Dak. And I, do too. I, I think there's uh, no, I don't feel good. Yeah. They're something's wrong. Something. They are. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I asked a guy that used to play for the Cowboys, same mm-hmm. position, what he thought. Right. And he was like, it doesn't make sense. Like something's. Yeah. I think so too. You know, they're just trying to act like they're trying to rest him or. He's not going to throw until. The yeah. first Day one. snap of the season that doesn't really make a lot of sense, and a lot of good guys uh, to catch it and get it to them. But God, dude, CD Lamb is a beast. That's I that's mean, exciting. I you know. I think the offense is going to be fun. Um, Might be a Nooch season. Ben DiNucci. Oh man, see the next guy up. It's just always so hopeful, and then it just like yeah. every year. What's doesn't uh, work out? What's AJ McCarron doing? <laughs> is he available? <laughs> Can we pull one of those guys out? up or not? I mean. <laughs> I mean, I swear the Cowboys refused to draft uh, anybody from Alabama. We finally, yeah, finally did. You know, have a corner, so a little bit. But what a strange why strategy. they get rid of um, Dalton though? Why? Just too expensive, yeah, I think. Because oh. he was he they, went bigger money. Because they want Dak more, I guess. Well, it's, it is kind of rare to have a a good second quarterback. Like, yeah. Th- there's not a lot of teams. I mean, that I could think of that we're going to pay $12 million a yeah. year for a backup. And then Dalton, too, showed enough to where the Bears, who are, you know, just idiots, I guess, were like, oh, he could start for yeah. us. And then they lucked into drafting uh, Justin Fields, who's going to be, by all accounts, pretty good, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State quarterbacks don't usually work out well, but he seems all right. But um, Supposedly can't miss. We'll see. Yeah, you never know with those guys. That was a funny story that on uh, part of my take. They had uh, Trubisky on, and they said when the Bears drafted him uh, number two overall, they traded all their picks. They didn't even call him. They forgot to call him <laughs> to tell him that they were drafted, so he found out he was 
drafted like whenever they announced it or whenever oh they didn't God. even call him. So maybe that's why know. it's worked out so poorly for them. So anyway, Dalton's their starting quarterback week one, allegedly, unless yeah. uh, they they decide to start Fields. But if they start him, he'll probably get murdered. So, <laughs> uh, so that was sports talk. Um, I feel like you have a future in this. No, I don't know. <laughs> you can holler at Bob and say, "Link, you need to fill in, dude." I, we, I need to get Bob on because too, they just won. Uh, they, you know, a big Bucks fan, and so he was at the game. So it was like, you know, what's it like to celebrate a team's championship? Yeah. I haven't done that since I was five years old. <laughs> Freaking, but I'll tell you, it's Jones. a it's a curse though because um, I try to go to all the big Bama games, yeah. but. It's hard to explain when you lose, and now you get no sympathy. People are like, "Oh, you've been there; it doesn't matter." But going to a championship game and losing, yeah, man, it's like you can't get out of the city quick enough, right? Right. And of right. course, when Deshaun Watson came back and beat Bama then in Tampa Bay, our flight was canceled. We had to sit there and think about it longer. It's just like when I lost on Pitmasters; I had to drive yeah. home from Tampa, Florida. Oh God, twenty-two hours. And have you ever heard of an ice storm in the Panhandle of Florida? Because I hit one and got stuck for two or three days. <laughs> And the lady was like, oh, with that barbecue pit, you can make barbecue for everybody in the hotel because everything's shut down. I was like, I'm not making anything. I'm not barbecuing again. <laughs> the, uh, my jambo was like frozen shut in the parking lot. True story. Jeez. The, uh, the odds. Deshaun Watson dig at the start makes more sense now. I forgot about when it's he beat personal. Bama. Yeah. You get, we got, this is an anti-Deshaun Watson podcast. <laughs> Um, I love it. Uh, a, a lot of questions we got. I mean, now you have a million rubs. How do you approach like doing a new rub? Is it you're like, okay, this is a protein and then I want to make something for this or you more like create a rub and then test it out on, is there a process? Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Um, and we haven't made a new one in two years. I mean, we, we, we released a chili seasoning last year. Um, so aside from that voodoo was the newest and it's also interesting because, I mean, you guys are in Texas, make barbecue, you know how you season it. It's, it's generally pretty straightforward. But, you know, I'm not going to make a living selling just salt and pepper. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're trying to – first off, I don't want to be all things to all people. Yeah. You know, I don't want 100 rubs. That's not our goal. We kind of want to paint the biggest stroke. So we yeah. want – for the core things you want to cook, we want to have an option. And we're, we're at that point. Like mm -hmm. now I decide like, you know, I've got to stay relevant and exciting, but what would I do next? And I'm not – again, I'm not trying to create 10 niche rubs. Right. But the general thing was like, okay – if I walked in, a, if a if a core group of customers walked in a barbecue store and wanted to make something, what would they pick, and what am I missing? Right. And so that that's how we got to the honey pecan rub. You know, mm -hmm. at one point we're like, well, the John Henry pecan rub's really popular in Texas. Like maybe we should do something like that. Mm -hmm. But sticking with what I said at the beginning, I don't want to be anybody else. I don't look at any other seasoning companies and say, hey, that one over there wins competitions. Right. I want to figure out what's in that. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. It's it's about like. What would people enjoy? What tells a good story? So, yeah, I mean, you you know, anybody can formulate a rub at this point. That gets to the tricky part. You create something. you got to cook with it, test it. It's got to be good. And I'm so nervous about creating a flop because mm -hmm. we've been pretty fortunate so far. So I cook, ton, you know, a ton of chicken with stuff that we test. And then I usually will send it out to people that I trust that I think are good cooks. And I'll be like, what do you think about this? Like, for instance, that fajita rub, I sent it to Robert Sierra. Yeah. I sent it to a bunch of my Hispanic friends. I was like, tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. um, and we try to be different with things. Like our hot rub, had, when we we decided we wanted a rub with heat in it, there's a ton of chipotle and barbecue. And sticking mm -hmm. with my, I don't want to be like everybody else, we put jalapeno in it. Yeah. And I didn't know if that would do good, but it's done, it's done well. Um, I really so like the whole It's That's got some spice, but, you know, it's uh, 
it, you know, kind of, I don't know, would, you wouldn't say Cajun, would you? But it's got a little. So it was, uh, it was Cajun influence. Yeah. So it's more salt forward. A lot of the rubs are sugar forward because I think that's needed to make a balanced rub. But right. I was trying to create something more savory, a little pop in it. So a little hot, but not like it would burn you up. Yeah. So that's, it's savory and a little sweet. It's mm-hmm. a great rim on yeah. a Bloody Mary or um, a margarita. Okay. But that's that's our favorite. Uh, it's it's our number one rub now. It's got the best art. It's really it does. cool. Yeah, I'm I'm partial to the D's nuts uh, <laughs> Me too. art. Yeah. The, the little little squirrel. Man, guy. That's, so my cartoon artist, I I tell him like, hey, this is what I want, and he sends me a sketch, and uh, it was pretty funny. Like it started out with the guy holding the squirrel holding the nuts like down there. <laughs> And I, anyway, they yeah. evolve over time. Like, little, that'll do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's an alternate label for that that didn't make it that would have been pretty funny. Yeah, you can also uh, onlyfans.com slash meat church. Uh, you can subscribe. We talk a lot about that subscribe lately. Subscribe there. Yeah. <laughs> My wife just let me know this morning that uh, they had reversed their decision to not allow porn on OnlyFans. Oh, so it, that smart. will extend my career. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, keeping you up to date. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I um, you know, I just don't even think about this stuff. But, like, I'm thinking consumers, retail, like at home. But there's a whole, like, world of competition barbecue where these guys are, like, paying a fortune in rubs and stuff. And so you've had, crazy. You've had some success, right, with guys that have used the rubs. And do you call them deacons? Is that what it is? <laughs> or what's the? Yeah, uh, so we have an ambassador team that we yeah. weren't trying to be, like, super formal with what we call them, but we're like, you know, do you like the word deacon? Like, I, I don't want to go too far on the fun. church side. I, I like know they dig it. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Nobody's going to get upset about that, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, social media, you could get upset about anything. anything. Yeah. Else, but. Speaking of social media, y'all, y'all just have a huge following. Yeah. Which is insane. Are you running all of that, or do you yeah, pay somebody to do uh, that? Honestly, it's still me, um, which – but you do it's the crazy. best at it, though. Thank you. You do. I it's mean, it a takes lot of work. so much time. We, we've been talking about it over the past couple of weeks. Like, I started it, and it's important to me to run it because I'm interacting. Like, I'm trying to help people. Like, right. people tell me, don't read the comments, which I understand that. But I read them because I'm trying to help yeah. people. That's all I'm doing. Right. And that's unique. There's not really people. Yeah. I think it's where, I think it's one of the reasons the brand has gotten where it is because they know it's me talking. And whether everything from Instagram, Facebook to YouTube, it's mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But the, just when you get whether it be a certain size, you know, you're going to have haters, or, as you all know. Oh, it's, yeah. I deal yeah. with basically, this is my version of Yelp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I couldn't do what y'all do in that regard. But like this past weekend, you know, I've, I've got a guy that's a total fanboy, in mm-hmm. my opinion. You would know him from Chefs for Farmers, and he's been commenting like crazy. And I just ignore it because I just yeah. let that stuff go because the audience will handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. But he's been mm-hmm. commenting on my wife's stuff. And then finally he comes out and he get Tzar calls him out. He's like, you, you got nothing nice to say, then shut up. And then oh, he I probably get, know who this is actually. You'll know exactly <laughs> who it is. Um, and in the industry consensus is that he's got some screws loose, but in any yeah. case, he writes a paragraph about how my following is bought. And I'm like, all right, buddy, Yeah. let me tell you something. You work with household name brands, Right. Like Miller, the first thing they do is validate your following. Yeah, and, of course. And if you've watched over the years, it's not like I just popped 50,000 followers. No. Like right. it's, yeah. it's been a ton of hard. The amount of yeah. hours I've put into Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. when somebody says that I've bought my following, just pisses me off. So oh, it's so upsetting, I'm sure. Yeah. At some point, it may not make sense for me to be in the weeds just because of that. Because it brings me down. Like my day-to-day can yeah. be like last Sunday, we're at a friend's house. And my wife's like, you're not in a great mood. And I'm like, well, I've been sitting here watching the, the news about this Afghanistan crap for 30 minutes. And by right. the way, I just read this. And sh- and I was like, so, and I'm like, yeah. you shouldn't be in a bad mood because right. of that. 
Yeah. So anyway, right no. I hate idea. how people talk, oh, you know, yeah. online, dude, it's so stupid, especially I'm um, sure you guys deal with it. You have multiple restaurants and when people come in and take a dig, it's like, do you have any yeah. idea how hard we've worked to get here? Yeah. It's but weird. It, no one understands it though. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure it's the same with you cause you're directly like I created this. Yeah. It's you my know baby. what I mean? And so even like small things and and Emma handles everything but Twitter. We know that I, you know, I piss people Twitter. off on Twitter. Let's be honest. I've been on record asking Emma <laughs> to take that away from you. Yeah. Well, you said you said I called Brad Sham a dick or whatever. I forgot about that. I definitely that, did do that. That was but, the last conversation. That uh, was at Red Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he still comes in the restaurant, so maybe he didn't see that. But uh, nice I do guy. have the authority, though. You do, yeah. Well, the thing is, and it's like, it'll be... Uh, I'll like send off like some fire tweet that I'm like, this is hilarious. People are really going to like this. <laughs> and then, uh, she has the notifications on her phone. So she'll just look at me and go, what did you do? Okay. Delete. You know, sorry about that. Uh, that's awesome. No, I, it, and so you handle all like customer complaints and stuff. Yeah. Even now, I'm the and, same. I like to handle, I feel like if it's our voice coming through, then they are going to appreciate it more. But yeah, it is a beating sometimes, and I don't know why it's always at midnight that they feel like oh, they yeah. need to send something to That's me. That's a good If you get yeah. the midnight to 2 a.m., yeah. All right, you've, yeah. you've been in the sauce. You, you don't have anything else going on. Yeah. And then you're, you're just, like, you know, sit on your hands, on. don't say anything back. <laughs> and it's, it's too, for us, it's, um, uh, there's a great book, Setting the Table by Danny Meyer, that I always, you know, talk about, but it's like all, all customer complaints, and this is more restaurant related, but I'm sure the same for you is like, all customer complaints boil down to someone like not being heard. Like they feel like at the end of the day, like they were mistreated or like, you know, and it could be as simple as like leaving out a potato salad or whatever, but you don't know what everybody has going on in their right. life. Their, you know, grandma could have just died or something. And then they fire off a, you know, message to us about whatever. And so I think things have, I, I feel like I have a much different, approach although i say that i will like fire off on some oh, yeah. people at twitter every now and then because you're just like you can only kick the dog so much for it's yeah. gonna bite you yeah. yeah and some people it's different if it's like a complaint or something like this versus like the guy who i think you know you were talking about i, I he's blocked like he's literally has like mental issues i think no like legit yeah but um i just don't even need to hear that so right. it's like mute or block or whatever on twitter i love the mute it's not worth mm-hmm. uh whatever but but I don't know. I won't tell that story, but I'll tell another story. The the so we had uh, the collard greens, right? Which is uh, <laughs> delicious. I think they're perfect. I really love them. We were doing uh, only Wednesdays because it was like the price went up and it's kind of a hard process, whatever. So every Wednesday's collard green day. So this guy on Facebook, right? I think Instagram or Instagram, Instagram. messaged and. He was like, I've been for like four Wednesdays in a row and never gotten collard greens. And I he was like, I showed up at like 1130 and you guys were out of collard greens. <laughs> oh, man. And we're like, and so then for, so then that comes to you. And then now we have to filter it like to the managers. Like, is this guy like nuts? Is this a real complaint? Like what's going on? And then sometimes the thing with us, and I'm sure you battle with this is like, can I save this customer? Is mm-hmm. this worth like having a conversation? I feel like for the most part, people are willing to like hear like, Hey, this, you know, maybe something got shipped late or something like, well, this is why. And then they understand it and then whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And this guy, we were like, we just told the manager because he was like calling and complaining and like, like I'll never come back. I'll never come back because of the collard greens, right? <laughs> and then uh, he I can't get past that part. By I know, the way. right? I, mean, I could get that you're good. out of bacon burn-ins. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think we'd be on a podcast talking no. about how you've wronged yeah. this customer because you're out of collard greens? No, he's <laughs> like, you know, I, I kicked his dog or whatever, but. Um, so then fine. So then now, so then we did collard greens seven days a week, which was kind of like, not because of him, but it was like, <laughs> we can do it seven days a week. Right. Like this doesn't need to be a thing. So he did it. And then he came in and got food and the manager like sent a photo and was like, he's like a, you know, a happy customer <laughs> and all this. And I guarantee you, he probably won't come in the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Probably not. That's just how it is. Is like they're just. He probably was and, like, "Oh, you know. now that I got them, these actually suck." Yeah, I was gonna say, "Do you like them?" <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, like, he loved these, them. These suck so bad. I'm never coming back. No, they're just crazy. <laughs> they are good. This episode is brought to you by Trace Agave Tequila, 100% USDA certified organic tequila. Delicious tequila, some of our favorite. They got the añejo. They got the blanco. They got the reposado tequila made in tequila. Slow roasted for approximately 20 hours, almost like a delicious brisket, you may say. Um, Trey's Agave is awesome stuff. Thanks for sponsoring Heim Time Podcast. You might want to check out their organic margarita mix. They also have a strawberry margarita mix. No high fructose corn syrup if you're trying to watch the weight like myself. Maybe just a little ranch water, (laughs) uh, just some tequila over ice. Delicious stuff. Uh, Like Emma said, 100% certified organic. Awesome tequila. Thank you, Trace Agaves. Uh, drink some responsibly. Um, <laughs> yeah, one thing I wanted to mention first, which this is uh, something that I've, um, you know, tried to have my input with social media, but I feel like, you know, you you know what you're doing more than me. One of the most influential posts I've saw from Meat Church was, I, I want to say, uh, tray of chicken wings or something like that, um, but it was uh, just giant boobs. It was a close-up <laughs> shot of uh, oh, is uh, this the input you a want? young lady uh, yeah. in a bikini holding a tray. And uh, it was funny, too, because it was like one of probably your highest posts, right? It was, like, it was number one for a number of years. The comments were like, yeah, this is awesome. And I was like, I think I told you, I was like, dude, we should do like this. is This post is blowing up. And uh <laughs> But it I don't know, number, maybe we can't get away with that, but I feel like that's, it's so awesome. Uh, it's so awesome, yeah. Matt. So <laughs> it was finally, ass. it was fine. <laughs> Let's just tell the story. Okay, I'm ready. I'll We're in the, the backyard. Um, said model was my wife. Okay. Wow. And it was actually yeah. her idea. Okay. Good for her. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's what kind of is kind of what makes it funny, yeah. you know. And we're, we're not Black Rifle Coffee, so we don't have that like in, you know, every picture. Right. But I lost followers that day. Yeah. I mean, you know, hundreds. Really? I remember this part of it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it was the number, but at the same time, it was the number one most liked photo of all time until I met Joe Rogan and she got passed. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think she's still pissed about yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, there's all sorts of comments about don't, you know, objectify women. And, oh, and yeah, yeah. the best was like, your wife must be so proud. I'm like, you can talk to her because that's her and it was her idea. Um, but, you know, I have a daughter, so I get it. Yeah. But, but it, it's like you can't you can't take a position for anything on the Internet anymore. No. It's crazy. No. And to I be agree. clear, bikini, it wasn't like anything, yeah. you know, I thought. You know, the deal was I made the wings and, but, yeah. and her and friends were in the hot tub. Yeah. And, I, and she was just like holding them. Yeah. 
Just but, living life. Dude, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, so all of that to say, I think, and you know, the, the, the backstory is great, but, uh, you, your, your marketing is like, like nailed into demographic, you know, perfect. Like it's, uh, it's awesome. And I wish we had oh, thank that. You. <laughs> Not like it's boobs a, necessarily, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's like for us trying to figure out like social media stuff. And it's, well, it's we are so the hipsters of barbecue, so God, who are I, we supposed no to? one's ever said that to my face, too. That's one that I always, didn't know that was a thing that well, you guys get called that. Yeah, we get that a lot. Not really anymore, because now we're we like, the other day. now we're the old, we're the old guys. Yeah, we've been doing it six years, yeah. and it's like we're the old people, you know. And so early on, like when we opened Magnolia, and like the. Uh, barbecue addicts and that stuff is like, that's a hipster barbecue. I'd never heard that. Well, we also try to do like a nicer building than some of like the traditional Texas barbecue places. We're not in a food truck. And so they're like, oh, they have tile. You know, like this is outrageous. You know, they have restrooms. Yeah. It's not porta potties. Yeah. Like, you guys yeah. did go trailer to the penthouse. Though, yeah. So. Yeah. Hipsters. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Then our, Dallas is like super nice. So yeah. the picture, the video like really I sent nice. you yesterday, yeah. that's the chef for Ace Hardware, Chef yeah. Jason. And um, he had gone to Mockingbird and he was like, I picked it up and I said, because they went to Bucky's before my house. I said, you get at Bucky's? And he's like, no. So I forgot he picked up people from the airport and he was like, dude, that building's gorgeous. Yeah. So, Thanks. Yeah. We love that thing. It's cool, man. It's a weird story Speaking how we church. got in there. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always said, and this is a question that I, I had, and I know you get all the time, you need to find a abandoned church mm-hmm. and we need to open a restaurant. And I, you notice I just said we, and then, <laughs> uh, retrofit it and all that, but a meat church in an old church, how badass! Like a stained be? glass with a beef we, rib. We met, um, a guy that has a catering business, uh, somewhere and they relocated an old church. It's yeah. small, but inside was like, looks like, you know, Joanna Gaines, like mm-hmm. yeah. her, it, I was like, dude. That would be sick. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. But we need to do something at some point. There's actually a there's a church one block from my house, but it's humongous. Yeah. Um, but it's in the back of my head for sure. So there is a maybe of restaurant. I I would, with everything in me, tell you not to. <laughs> I know because it's such a nightmare. I know in well, some respects, but, team, uh, but, it, but like with the model we've created, first off, and I'm, if I'm being totally honest from the gut, we don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. But then the whole reason everyone – not everyone opens a restaurant. Well, you're, you're everything you do in a business is to make money clearly. Mm-hmm. But it's like you want people to tell your food is great, have a place to hang out, all yeah. that sort of thing. So I'm not looking to to go do that. I mean my next move needs to be a bigger facility like with a studio in it to like further those things we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I always listen. Like we turned yeah. down an amazing offer two years ago. Um, but I can't get my hand out of things. I'm not a control freak. You, right. you got to trust your team and all that. But it, no matter what you do, new business, it's going to take a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm out of that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody I know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like that. But it's hard. I can't like, help it. To, uh, yeah. The same thing. Like when it's your name. How we both started and you create it. And then now we have, you know, great management and team and stuff. But even then, you're just still like daily we struggle with like, should we say something about that? Or yeah. should we, you know, it's like how much input, cause that's a whole thing of like, you, you have good people and then you have to give them autonomy to make decisions, you know, based on these are our values. It's a framework. These are our yeah. goals. Operate but within. If you're too 
micromanage yeah. then it that drives people nuts. And that's that's yeah. what's interesting about watching you guys and all your successes as you get bigger, which I would do as what, you know, if I was in your shoes, I would be doing the same thing, but you know, when you made everything yourself, mm-hmm. right? There was a certain amount of quality over it and and so I know you think about that as you expand oh, yeah. and things like that and and in everything you do, whether it be a shirt or mm-hmm. food you're making or whatever, it's your name is on it. Oh yeah. Well, Dan, like even a good example which you know, I mean, um, you know, the co-packer thing for our rubs, like it was literally like we were making our own rubs, you know, for the restaurant. Now we have them at Bucky's and stuff, but for retail, but you got a hungover guy in the smokehouse and he's like, did I put salt in, you know, two minutes later, did I put salt in, you know, (laughs) and this is a true story. And then you have, you know, hundreds of pounds of meat that comes out that tastes like a salt lick, you know, for a deer or something. So then we switch to a co-packer, right? And so co-packer makes all of them for retail and for the restaurants. Our whole setup now is we have a, a commissary kitchen catering deal. We do the majority of the sides there. We trim our briskets there. We do um, all that stuff. And then that gets sent to the restaurants. So as much as you can balance, and I talked with the uh, Mark Rosati, the culinary director for Shake Shack, and he was like, when we were talking, I was like, you know, we want to grow, not like Shake Shack, but we want to grow. What's the key? And he was like, you got to, you got to do that. You got to figure out a way to maintain the quality, but have it centralized to Mm -hmm. where you know that whoever's getting the collard greens at Magnolia is the same as Dallas Mm -hmm. and all that. And uh, I think that's a key to our success. We don't get a lot of credit for it, but um, to be able to have three stores and, and be consistent. Um, and then the other thing that we always talk about is, um, people systems processes. So our system, like there's no room for, Hey, I want to cook brisket this way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And we get guys that come in the during training and they're like, have you ever thought about doing this with your ribs? And it's like, this isn't the job for you, pal. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and we have a guy, uh, Jesus, who's like our, executive pit master, I think is his official title. He's been with us forever. Great. And so that's his whole job is just making sure that everybody's doing the same thing, that the consistency is there um, every day. And that's hard. But the last thing you want is even if something's like great, like, you know, the the ribs at Mag- or Mockingbird are awesome. Well, even if it's different than Magnolia or River, then it's like, we don't want that either. We yeah. want you to get as, as good barbecue as possible sides as possible but it needs to be consistent yeah. across all of them yeah it sounds like hard. you guys have reduced a bunch of variables try centralizing to. it all and it's smart i mean that's you know and that's part of any i guess multi-location thing but um enough about us i hate fucking talking about us um <laughs> what is uh Dude, I, 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 I think uh, it's, but uh, to that point, I'll just say that's like the Chip and Joe thing. Like they have a restaurant, they have a bakery and it's yeah. like, you know, I, I envision the Matt and Tracy Waxahachie takeover of Chip and Joe. You guys could do it. It gets brought up. I yeah. mean, um, you know, when's the show coming out? You need a show. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, I mean, so it's funny you bring that up. The guys that were just in town. Uh, with a shooting with us this week, they went down to Waco and, you know, naturally went to the silos. And mm-hmm. and I said, you know, it's interesting because I said, when we went last year, you pull up to this city block and to- clearly respect as an entrepreneur, respect the hustle, but yeah. there's this gigantic line outside to get cupcakes. They're, they're not known to make cupcakes, but there's 200 people in line to get a cupcake. Right. 
um, Richard Rawlings came down and visited the store one day because he's trying to do this food show and he was telling me about it and whatnot. And there's a barbecue joint next door to us yeah. that basically shares the same building we're in. And he's like, why don't you own that? And right. I said, so, you know, the whole restaurant backstory, it's like, right. I'm not really trying to be in that business. And then he pushes, yeah, but you're going to bring this consumer from wherever, you know, there's people that come here for a destination. They need the whole experience talking about the chip and Joanna thing. Yeah. And so it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, man, that's a lot. Except the restaurant part. That's like, can we do work. something that like, could we, could we make cupcakes? Could we just, yeah. dump? <laughs> so meat church barbecue cupcakes, maybe there you coming. Go. Yeah. I love <laughs> a little it. bacon on top. <clears throat> I'd buy it. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned chili earlier, just a quick, uh, beans or no beans? No beans. <laughs> I mean, look, beans may be great in chili, but we're in Texas, so by God, we got to claim we're team meat. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. By God. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But um, So when we came out with it, we did a video on it, man, there's nothing more polarizing, yeah. by the way, than the chili debate, which I've learned. Yeah, um, Chase Colston said he's, he's got a William Clark Green shirt that says – no beans and chili. So then I promptly went out and bought it. And he said that he almost got in a fight at a bar over that shirt. But if wow. you read the comments on chili, yeah. so if you don't put beans in it, everyone's like, I just glorified hot dog sauce. I'm like, well, my God, that'd be the best hot dog yeah. sauce I've ever had. In my Sounds life. delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaty. Yeah, we did. Or, uh, I don't, and this is like a video we need to do. You're the video guy, but I did a video one time of, uh, the steps for making chili and I had a can of beans and like the third step. And then I just like threw it in the trash. That was the video <laughs> in my, in my, um, piss people off in my chili video. <laughs> I, I, I picked up a can. I threw it in the garbage. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great minds, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're trying to do more YouTube. We put these out on YouTube and then, um, we did a video of slicing a brisket and, uh, that has like 8,000 views. It's like our, our, it's definitely terrible. our biggest view. Yeah, but it's like in the smokehouse at River and the AC units kicking on, the like mm -hmm. sound quality sucks. So anyway, Paul's gonna hook us up with some. I feel, I feel some like we should do a video. We're gonna have Dude. friends come in. Um, oh, you got Zavala's, you got all these other yeah, guys. Yeah, we, we did come it on, on this we did this like brisket <laughs> thing. And so we, you know, had Jerby and Joe in there for those, and that just thought, why don't we do like a you know, our we we have the good fortune of like, you know, barbecue's a big family. Like, yeah. why not bring some of our friends in? Just make it interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like the shows. Like, half the reason you watch these shows is because, you know, Guy Fieri goes to a new place. Yeah. And so, anyway, should we do should it. do one. Yeah. Uh, I just got to say real quick, because this was like, uh, you'll think it's funny, but did you listen to the Tales of Bart, what's it called? Tales from the Pit. Tales from the Pit thing that they did with the Fort Worth guys. I, I saw, no, I saw pictures, but I have not heard so it. So anyway, speaking of Jerby, we it was like all the Fort Worth guys, and we we're you know whatever. Uh, it was and like everybody pretty much a ton mm -hmm. of. But anyway, somebody asked some question and uh, unprompted, he said, "Yeah, you can throw that book in the trash from the guy in Austin." And we go, "Whoa!" Everybody goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, <laughs> but I guess he worked there. And so I don't know, there's some history, but I, I talked to him after and I was like, you know, uh, when I was there, I had a non, non, uh, disclosure and he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think luck. he's, I think he's passed it now. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, we did a video with him and great. You know, he's come out of nowhere with his YouTube stuff and he's cool yeah. as heck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super so nice Joe yeah, and I had nice. been talking about, I was just decided I would do a little series on difference. Cause I never say like, this is how you should cook anything. Right. Like I just am here to educate the reason, the why, mm -hmm. why do you do things? 
So we had him come in because he had been doing some tallow stuff lately. And, you know, tallow is nothing new, but some guy has, like, put it out on YouTube and everybody acts like it's a new thing. Right. It's so funny. Joe's standing in my street watching, and Jerby just, like, he pulls out some secrets from down there right. that <laughs> we did not ask and did right. not know were coming. And oh. he just, like, does it while we're filming. And I look up, and Joe Zavala's like, yeah. like, while well, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is hilarious. He is funny, Zavala is so yeah. We need to go. See, that's a problem, like— I want to go to Cadillac. I, it's like I can never go. Know. You know what I mean? We're like busy on those days, but we need to go. I want to go to Smokeaholics is the main one I want to go to. Yeah, it's supposed to be. I like awesome. that guy. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, <laughs> when the tallow thing came out, because as you know and have known for a while, that's a thing that's gone on in Austin, and then the other, the other unmentioned things. I'm sure the same stuff. That, yeah. That, uh, they were doing, but you know, and that's, what's funny is like in, in barbecues the same way, but your holy cow rub is like very similar to the rub that we use on our brisket. And that is very similar to the rub that I think, you know, some of the top 10 Texas monthly barbecue places, especially in Austin use, but for 10 years, it was salt, salt and pepper. pepper. Yeah. All you got to do is salt and pepper, salt and pepper. And then guys that don't, you know, know a lot open food trucks and restaurants and then they just use salt and pepper and you go and you're like, shit, this is salty or like, yeah. you know, whatever. It's too much. <laughs> but they're, you know, like, I don't know. Put yourself in my shoes on YouTube now where I'm dealing with, you know, we have a tallow video and there's people telling me that I should credit this mad scientist barbecue guy who's some YouTuber in Kentucky. Yeah. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm just yeah making videos. And uh, I'm like, give him credit for what? Because some, like one of our colleagues told him it was a thing. Uh, and then I'll get a lot of comments. I'll say like Texas style brisket and I'll put my Holy cow on it. And they'll say, and I get all kinds of comments about that's not Texas. It'd just be salt and pepper. And I'm like, little do you know, I know no joke. And it doesn't matter, but no, no. Yeah. I mean, there is a, little um, do you know, there's a place and I always like, never know if I should say or not, but like, um, uh, uh, rubs and I say this during our classes, but there is a place that's very famous. Blah blah blah. My friend uh, went was there standing in line, went to go pee or something, and uh, noticed that the in the smokehouse or the kitchen or whatever was just just tons of Lowry seasoning salt. Mm -hmm. Was like all like just Lowry seasoning salt. So he's trying to figure out their rub, and then turns out they like just use Lowry seasoning salt. <laughs> like that's literally like. Lowry's and a little bit of black pepper, and yeah. that's what their like secret is. Well, um, I mean, and I'll so, tell you after who okay. it was because you'll you the, know. the rub in front of you. The seasoned salt used to be called season all until I was informed that Morton's had a 59 year old trademark on the term oh, seasonal. Okay. But the reason, Sorry about that. one of the reasons we <laughs> developed that, and it's been that's one of our first rubs, I think it was our, it was our third rub. Um, I'd learned that people use Lowry's, and so that was like our take on a Lowry's, yeah. Now it's not in our other rubs, but so Jerby took some of that to apply yep. some of that technique. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I do like that kid. I mean, we're getting, we're guy. In trouble. He'll be in. He'll be in here in a tie dye shirt one day. Yeah, pink tie dye, <laughs> yeah. which I like. Yeah, he's good. I he's mean, great. It's it's, uh, it's interesting, and and you know that's like the Texas monthly thing and all that. Like I don't, oh, I fuck, I'm gonna get in trouble, but <laughs> I. It's it's really cool. Those guys are all awesome, and it's I, I've always thought for a while uh, somebody with their pedigree because the one kid worked at like Mickelway, the other kid worked at Valentina or something, you know, all that. 
and then they go to open a place, you know, in Kennedale in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it was like, if you did that in like Dallas proper or something, I mean, they'd be rich. They, they, and that's the thing is like, I, I'm sure they're doing fine or whatever, but, uh, and they'll get a, a claim and all that stuff. But that's like, like truth, like truth was awesome. They started wherever. And I think it was intentional, but then they moved to Houston and do the same stuff and they're freaking killing it. Yeah. I mean, that's where you like can make a living and do it. So it's cool. It's cool. Cause they have all of that. It's just, you know, how do you get people to drive to Kennedale? But, um, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to talk about now. What, uh, you, you, um, I'm trying to think, but specifically, uh, bacon wrapped Oreos, <laughs> Uh, specifically <laughs> there's some sort of weird uh watermelon chicken thing or something recently um that you didn't do to be clear but like has there been a thing like the oreos or something like that where uh a meat church uh you know disciple or whatever somebody has come up with where you're like this is so weird and then actually turns out being a great recipe and then gets blown up viral everything <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a few, but, you know, the bacon-wrapped Oreo thing, I just started to see a trend, or a trend, I mean, you see it being posted yeah. for one mm -hmm. or two weeks, and this was a rare day that I didn't have a lot going on, and so I picked up my phone, and selfie was like, bacon-wrapped Oreo is a trend on the internet, let's yeah. go make them, and I just recorded going to the store and making them, and, um, you know, and I took a bite, and it was real, and I was like, actually, not that bad. Now, <laughs> I probably wouldn't bring them to y'all's party, like, on a Saturday night. <laughs> But if I did, they 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 get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely two things that probably don't go together that worked. But the current trend is smoked cream cheese, which is actually okay. damn good. Yeah, mm. I could see that. So we decided we we don't we have a TikTok, but it, I'm not yeah. like trying to make these funny TikTok videos. Yeah. So we're just like taking our existing material and putting them on there. Yeah. And I said, well, let's make a video. Let's do a cream cheese. Total fail. Like oh, we yeah. <laughs> we put it on the grate, and after like 20 minutes, I came and opened it, and it was like falling through the grate. <laughs> Apparently you have to put it on foil or in a pan. Uh, and I was like, well, that TikTok will have to wait. Yeah, yeah. So we redid it. it Barbecue fails. You maybe could, you could total, do a series like that. Totally. Yeah. Like normally I fancy myself a decent cook and it works out, but uh, <laughs> I literally, op I use this small trigger ranger and I open up the lid and I was like, shit. <laughs> All this work. <laughs> um, but you have to, you just have to put it on something. So we yeah, redid yeah. it on foil. You could put it in a little pan, but yeah. it's actually really good. Oh, I'm sure. Do you eat, just eat cream cheese or you put it on something? Mm, like a cracker. Oh, okay. It was like was 90 like, percent cream cheese. <laughs> and I probably just needed a spoon. Yeah. We I did saw, get uh, who's the guy, uh, Malcolm? I saw he did yeah. uh, with like a, he put like a sauce on it, like a glaze. Oh. And all that. I, I poured some Texas pepper jelly on it. Um, yeah. You know, at Christmas when people put the mm -hmm. cream cheese out and they're like raspberry chipotle. Yeah. I thought, well, we'll do that. So I put like apple cherry habanero. habanero. But I recommend it. It's like yeah. two hours at 225 or whatever. Put seasoning on it. People have been scoring it like a pork butt. So I tried oh. to score it, which was – I'll show you pictures. It yeah. was hard. <laughs> Didn't work out. Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I, uh, you, know, you know Jeff Bekovic, yeah. a friend of mine? Yeah, I thought you all knew each other. So, like, he told me what their food costs were. And so ever since then, I want to open a pizza place. <laughs> I just like yeah. – It's should. like, you know, screw barbecue. I actually, like, make money. But uh, – <laughs> We have a pizza oven at our commissary kitchen that we use for like pies and all sorts of stuff. And so um, I started making my own dough, like, you know, like really awesome dough. And uh, 
doing pizzas and we had talked about during the pandemic of like, we could just use it as a, a ghost kitchen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we just never did it. But anyway, the point of the story, I didn't make dough. I didn't have time. And then uh, Emma's parents came over. And so I just bought some dough at central market and I got a green egg and I had the pizza thing. And I don't really know what happened, but it was like, <laughs> as soon as the like, dough touch the stone it just incinerated <laughs> like it was just like <laughs> like you, you seen those videos of like lava going over something it was like it just like immediately turned and i think like eric was talking to me and i wasn't paying attention and like the grill got too hot or like the stone was too hot so then i tried to let it cool down and then anyway so then i bought like those shitty like uh our pre-made crust yeah. just to do it. And I just sadly ate it. Like, so, <laughs> so mad at myself. Like, God, dude, yeah. And I had like six That's dough awesome. balls. So I just kept making them like, maybe this one will work. And then, um, it didn't work. So I, I need some tips, uh, big green egg tips from you. But, and you got all the toys now. We, we just picked few. up a mill scale grill. Yeah. I heard about that last uh, week. Right. Mm. Yeah. It was awesome. Those guys are so nice. They too. are. Awesome. Yeah. They're they are really the nice. best. I was telling them I want, you know, I'd love to get a, a big pick because they're they're building uh, one for uh, Truth now where it's a thousand gallon with the, I guess you wouldn't care if I said this, but whatever, thousand gallon with a grill yeah. on the side and then um, like a burn barrel, their version of a burn barrel. And I was like, dude, I want that. But we have like six Mobergs yeah. and like all this stuff. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if well, I can Well, I'll tell you what Matt told uh, me. Like I didn't, obviously I don't need the big yeah. one that I bought. And he goes, yeah, but you're what we consider a collector. So it's okay. I'm like, okay. Okay. Some people have cars. I have pits and bills. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have it forever. Yeah. You know, that's. That They're beautiful. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, my kids can have this one mm-hmm. and yeah. the backyard model. And um, if oh. they're not pescatarians or. <laughs> Hey, you never hey. know. Should we uh we we got a couple listener questions. Um a lot of them were uh really stupid. And so we didn't write them. Welcome down. to the internet. Uh, Cody, uh our friend Cody, uh, uh, uh Nethery, I guess I'll say his last name. Who cares? But oh yeah. Well my battery turning yeah. text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. yeah. Cody, because yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but thanks so there for writing an article those. about us. Yeah, yeah. Love you, Cody. You <laughs> wrote one dude. of the first articles about yeah. us, too. Yeah, way, way back in yeah. the day. Um, and then he lives over by Magnolia now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, some some of those things, I, even though we just brought that up, I was like, it's stupid. I won't bring it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, one of our loyal patrons, Pat Flynn, what is your favorite barbecue tailgate dish and uh, any particular rubs used? Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, and I'm not trying to cop out with this, but um, I always make a crazy amount of wings at a tailgate because you can you can prepare them all the same way and yeah. then finish them to feed a wide variety. So like last week's YouTube video was the ultimate crispy chicken wing where we pulled out all the tricks to you know, cornstarch them, air dry them, grill them hot, and then we flash fried them. So maybe you don't have a fryer at the tailgate. But anyway, I, I normally use our voodoo seasoning to season all the wings or our holy gospel. And then I cook them high temp as high as I can. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, just grill them till they're pretty crispy. And then I usually will toss them in three or four different sauces. So you can have hot lemon pepper. Now I'm on this big kick on Bachan's hot and spicy Japanese barbecue yeah. sauce. It's amazing. Yeah. It's not that hot, uh, so you can toss them in different things. That way, you can put them out and you can appease a whole crowd. 
Um, but you know, it's funny lately, I'm sure you never, you know, want to go make yourself a brisket. And so anytime <laughs> I do like these cool caterings and, and even tailgates, you know, I'll stay away from that because I'm, or like at a festival, like I'm sick of doing it. Yeah. But like this past weekend, I'm like, why am I overthinking it? Like all these people from Tennessee, they don't get this. And mm-hmm. I just made a bunch of standard brisket and they wouldn't shut up about it yeah. because they don't right. get it. So, you know, try not to overthink it. I was there's certain things we're all good at and yeah. sometimes you should just stick with them. I was complaining to somebody about that one time. This was years ago and uh bacon burn ins, pork belly burn ins, yeah. you know, you, another thing that you we're both known for. Um and then Chefs for Farmers, we did the bacon burn ins in a salad when we won mm-hmm. that one year. But I was like, God, you know, I just always every time bacon burn ins, brisket, yeah. that's what people want. And I forget who I was talking to, but they were like, you know, you go see the Rolling Stones, you want to hear the hits. Yeah. Right? You know, so it's like for some people that haven't heard or haven't heard of us or tried our stuff, whatever, it's good for that. But then also at the end of the day, it's like just the bills. be proud of what you're yeah. known for. Yeah. And like don't show up with the, you know, pimento cheese. Don't try to French it up too much. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, let's do that at Chefs for Farmers. Let's do pimento cheese crostinis. Okay, perfect. <laughs> We did, Sounds uh, delicious. for one of my classes, uh, we did, uh, kind of a play on the T-SAR, but a pin- pimento cheese smash burger. Um, that was actually good. Well, I, yeah. I and I don't like pimento that. cheese. I smoked, um, you know, it wasn't, and wasn't like a true smash burger. I smoked the patties, um, kind of low and then we hit them, seared them right at the end and then just a good pimento cheese. Man. Um, but yeah, a little know, delicious, a little salty, a little, um, <laughs> Uh, Twitter, Mark Sweeney, uh, what upgrades did Matt get on his mill scale gear thoughts on Texas OU joining the sec? Oh, I, like I think that. he said he was going to, he was trying to buy a, one of the backyard ones. Okay. Uh, and so I was just going to say, do it first, but before yeah. you answer, I've <laughs> got three mill scale cookers. Um, I have the open fire grill with everything from, that's probably not what he's asking, but I'll just answer it. Yeah. From, you know, the Iron Cross, Asado Dome, Plancha, multi-level grill, which is a ton of fun, but really hard to move around. Right. It's currently sitting on my boat dock because <laughs> yeah. we took it down there. to video. Sh- yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to move this down the road. So <laughs> we'll be back there this weekend. And I'm, Tracy, within five minutes, going to be like, what's your plan for that? <laughs> <laughs> I already um, know. And then I have, uh, so I have a backyard 94 gallon and I have a 529 custom, uh, you know, trailer rig. Yeah. But. On the backyard model, I actually took it as is um, because I just wanted one like really traditional. And honestly, I just wanted that one to be like everybody else because I became their first ambassador and it was about that. It was about how to show the backyard guy how to cook. So I didn't want anything special. I just like wanted what it is. And that it's crazy cool. People come over to the house and Mm -hmm. they go straight to that. It's just sexy. Yeah. I mean, their stuff is so So well built. Now on the bigger rig, um, that was a prototype and people don't really know that, but, um, there's going to be a shortage of propane tanks. So the mill scale boys and Sonny Moberg, they, they know that propane tanks are going to be an issue. So mm-hmm. my trailer rig is actually three eighths pipe hmm. with the price of steel. It's way too expensive. Right. So I kind of did, uh, I worked with Matt and Caleb to help them see their vision of a prototype out. So it's really too expensive, but on that one, they basically did, everything so yeah. it has um it has rods to hang sausage um just, just awesome. a bunch of little things that um you know you may or may not need try to pull out all the bells and whistles put a big 
uh, rack down the side to strap down Yetis, um, which is nerve wracking on a trip. As y'all yeah. know, like I'm, like, I'm like, first off, I don't want someone to take the trailer, but I don't want them to take these Yetis. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, we we've done that a couple of times. Charleston, when we were with uh, John, Robert Sierra, we mm-hmm. drove freaking 2,000 whatever deal Yetis and the trailer and all that. And there was one time we were, where did we stop? In like Mississippi or something? Louisiana too? No, to sleep. We oh, stopped. Mississippi, I think. And, uh. Shared a bedroom with Robert Sierra, which was hilarious, <laughs> by the way. That's wow. another story, but uh, you thought I snored bad up until then. I was so tired. I didn't even hear it, though. But, like, in the, in the morning breakfast, like, we got, like, coffee, and me and Robert, like, we just walked outside, and uh, there were some guys, like, clearly about to steal it. Like, they were, oh, like, yeah. looking at the hitch and stuff, and, and we were like, what's up, guys? And they are like, oh, man, oh, that's, a, you know, cool, cool rig, you know, and then, like, ran away basically we're like all right man um yeah you go to like every hotel operator like can i please park this under the canopy yeah, yeah. yeah. for today you, but- uh you mentioned being an ambassador and we've we've had um interventions before on this podcast <laughs> for me uh i don't like talking to people i'm not very social uh i told arnest this at red dirt um i like <laughs> Uh, at those events to stand next to you or Arnest because then you guys talk to everybody and it feels like I'm being social, but I just don't have <laughs> to do anything. You're being social vicariously through your friends. <laughs> How, uh, and I'm like a Yeti pro, like I get the discounts and stuff, but um, I'm I'm a little hurt that I, I'm not an ambassador. You're like Miller Lite, Traeger, Millscale, like NASCAR. How can you help me? Yeah, NASCAR barbecue. How can you help me uh, do those things? Do I have to be nice yeah. to people? Do you have, I? You're probably gonna have to talk a little bit. Okay, I have the gift of gab, so there's that. Um, you know, the cool thing about all our partnerships is they've all happened organically. Other than I did approach Leanne with Yeti, which you know, I'm sure five thousand people have approached Leanne with Yeti, but normally this all happened because they're things we're using, mm-hmm. right? So like in the latest, in the mill scale case, Matt came to me and said, hey, man, we're really going to do this ambassador thing. And it's about the storytelling. And like he said, when people buy a pit from us, they come back and ask us how to cook a brisket. Right. And I'm, he's like, I'm a welder. And so I saw him as me years ago. Right. And so they're like my current passion project that yeah. I've already did what they wanted me to do. And I've gone beyond that because I'm like, this is cool and it's fun. Yeah. So I'm going to go teach a class in Lockhart at a time when I don't even have time to schedule them at my house. Right just because I think that's cool. So I'm yeah. trying to pay it forward with him. But a lot of them, I mean, it's been a dream come true on some, like like Miller Lite. I, uh, I'm i not name dropping, but I met this high up guy at Miller Lite mm-hmm. cooking for Luke Bryan for years. And he's like, one day we're going to work together. And then he calls me and says, we've got this Texas equity campaign that is about reminding people that Miller Lite was born in Fort Worth, Texas, right. and it's brewed in Fort Worth. And everybody thinks it's brewed up mm-hmm. north. Right, yeah. It makes perfect sense. So it's all been like that. That's I mean, awesome. So it, you know, I see it's, I try to differentiate myself from like the competition guys, the guy goes, competes, wins something. They will go on Facebook and be like, well, I'd like to thank Smithfield brands da, 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 and they're just trying to be validated, but I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be NASCAR, but it right. is really cool to work with like super cool brands. Yeah. Uh, and it's all stuff I really use. You know, we get calls nonstop for, you know, that's influencer marketing is a big mm-hmm. deal. People say, yeah. Hey, we want to send you this, do this. And I don't do it. Yeah. Um, I almost have a blanket rule now that we don't talk to anybody um, because it's already getting to be kind of too many. But sometimes there's exceptions. Like I'll tell yeah. you one more. Um, 
this is a really cool story. So we become friends with Thomas Rhett and he sings at Billy Bob's in May. He's like, dude, I want to wear one of your shirts on stage. I'm like, no way. Please. So yeah. he wears, <laughs> wears a shirt on stage. And yeah. I was in IT for 20 years before uh, I left that boring career to, you know, smoke meat full time, <laughs> I guess. But and so this guy cheese. that I used smoke to cream cheese. Yeah, cream cheese and Oreos. I don't <laughs> let's brisket. So this guy texts me and he says, um, a guy I used to buy hardware from, and he's like, hey, man, I'm at the Thomas Rhett show with my daughter, and he's wearing a meat shirt shirt. I'm like, yeah. So we start chatting back and forth, and uh, he's like, well, she works with Luke Casey, and he was in there earlier. I'm like, yeah. And awesome. Anyway, do you want to work with Luke Casey? And so um, nah. two Mondays ago, <laughs> we drive over to their office in Dallas, and, yeah. and his daughter's awesome, uh, Avery, and she was like, she they wanted they want to start doing reels on Instagram, and she said, would you be willing to make a cooking reel, whatever you want to do? There's, we're not talking money or anything. Yeah. And I was like, see, that's fun. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I thought, so now yeah. it's all about that aspect. So I just said, yeah, sure. So she ends up giving Tracy these insanely expensive boots and then awesome. gives me boots. So we go make a, awesome. I made Texas Twinkies. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, cinema 60 second reel. And I was like, you know what? While we're doing it, let's, while we're waiting on those to cook, let's make a spicy margarita. So we shot a second one. And it, again, just for fun, yesterday shows up two more pairs of boots and all kinds of clothes. And like, that's just like fun. So it's again, awesome. totally organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up the phone and call them. Mm -hmm. So I think too, it's like you, you mentioned it, but it's all, it, it works with me church. It works with the brand. You're not like doing anything yeah. crazy and something that like going back to the chopped and stuff. There's like so many, I, I, I had a friend who said this, who's in like, uh, re real estate stuff, you know, big, but, was like the most important part of your business as you grow is uh, what you say no to mm -hmm. is almost more important than what you say yes to. And so that's, there's a, I think it's medium raw uh, Anthony Bourdain's book where like the first or the second, you know, essay is about uh, selling out. And he talks mm -hmm. about how like, I'm sure you could get a lot of money like doing an emodium, you know, or something yeah. or like mm -hmm. some sort of Pepto-Bismol. And that was his thing. I think it was emodium that was like, we'll pay you a million dollars to do this. But the line of, you know, this is who I am for us restaurants, for, you know, for you, what you do. And it's like, you, you want to be associated with, you know, those brands and those things are great. But then it's like, it, you can pick the wrong one and it could be negative where it's, and it's hard it's to say no yeah. because you're on this thing like I, I'm suddenly being asked to be paid to do this yeah. and like – but it's very tough to say no. Yeah, yeah. You've got to You're learn. Like, a, a, like a lifestyle brand. Yeah. That's like, what we're trying. That's, like a crossover between yeah. food and like – I mean you've got beer and all these things and it's like – All the merch. All yeah. The, I mean yeah. it's literally like people want to be that. You that's, know? that's what we're – so the whole thing is like I market to myself. Mm -hmm. At this age, this is what I do. Yeah. This is what I enjoy. And there's certain components in that ecosystem that – that make that fit like we could, you know, I got an email from uh, a PR company and people, you know, took this gig and they're like, mm -hmm. we think you'd be great to apply for this campaign. I'm like, first off, I don't apply to anything, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't want you to see on Instagram paid sponsor. Right. That's right. not our mission. Yeah. It's just about bringing the lifestyle forward. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. We'll, Reaches we'll, a uh, lot of people. we'll get paid. Well, we're open. <laughs> We're open. Hey, so second part is question. Things changed when we had a kid, so yeah, go ahead. His Texas OU question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so fired up about that. Like, Texas yeah. is a bunch of whiners, and they're like, oh, we've been left out in the cold, and now we need to join. And so it is what it is. I, I don't like super teams, and I really yeah. don't like super conferences. So I, part of me doesn't love it, to yeah. be honest with you. But 
We'll see what happens. I mean, like, yeah, I'm an Alabama fan, but the playoffs almost get boring. Yeah. Because it's the same teams over and over. And, Bama, Clemson. I, I feel yeah. bad. Like, I don't want it. Bowl season isn't what it was when we no. were younger. So, no. I don't know. I I don't love this move, but we see, had, what it uh, is. Uh, uh, Greg Tepper, who's with the Dave Campbell's football, the editor, he came on like we did an emergency football podcast after all that came out. He's great. And uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. One, so it, it was great, but kind of was telling us all the ins and outs. But uh, yeah, my funniest, and obviously, you know, I'm a TCU fan, but to me, it was like, why is Texas going to leave to, you know, instead of getting beat up by TCU every year, they're just yeah. going to go get beat up by Alabama. That doesn't make a ton of Did sense. Did you see the but. video of that judge that just gave it? Yeah. To the, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> I had 30 people send that to me probably. Yeah. I was like, this You'd rather go 3-8 and eight against Alabama than 3-8 and eight against TCU or something <laughs> like that. And then there was, some, there was like a rumor that TCU may go to the SEC, which is like, there's no way. I don't, I don't think that would happen. But then uh, that was like on Twitter, and then someone uh, tweeted – uh, Texas has reapplied for the Big Twelve. <laughs> it's like TCU's going. <laughs> I was like, "That's good." Second, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm fired up, dude. This might be our year. We got a great team, so uh, it's we'll almost see. time, right? Hopefully, it's like we 20 can. Twenty days, or yeah, like college? a week or two, yeah, right? Uh, this is like week first, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, the first week in NFL September. NFL is later. Yeah, a week later. I mean, it's yeah. it's coming up, but um, anything else for Matt? Oh, you had a Luke Bryan question. Yeah, how tight are the jeans? <laughs> Are they painted on? I kind of like uh, So I used to not like Luke because I was like, he didn't seem true yeah. country to me. But then I kind of, I got to think for him now. I feel like you should take her Saturday night. He's here in That's Dallas. I told him yesterday. Yeah. It was like a She hint. told me. I didn't so know. So the last yeah. time so he was here, well, so I'll address the whole thing. So he gets a bad rap. A lot of, you know, guys that sing in Nashville, they all get called sellouts. Right. But he's the most, he may be the most redneck human I've ever met. <laughs> um, he, what you see is what you get. But the last time he played at Starplex, whatever it's called now, we were in the back and he comes flying off the stage and he has his shirt ripped off and he puts <laughs> his arms around me and I'm pinned against the wall and I'm like, he's sweaty mess. And so I'm just like, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, so he, then he runs off and he jumps in his van, like a runner van. Yeah. But the reason he jumped in the van was to lay down so the tour manager could pull his tight ass pants off of him so he could change See, I and knew it, it. it took an assistant to get wow. those pants off <laughs> it's like the friends episode with ross and the leather pants That's yes hilarious. see i'm i'm uncomfortable in my howler brother shorts that yeah. are too small because i'm eating too much yeah. i couldn't get out there and do that in front of oh, twenty thousand yeah. people no, it's like way. a signature at this point i guess <laughs> Yeah, and then you get into the okay, stuffing, not stuffing uh, debate. Who knows? <laughs> Who's to I say? Well, you would love this. I saw a picture of uh, Sonny over at SMU that uh, my son sends. I mean, he's on a golf cart first day, and his legs are, like, wide open. And you're like, whoa. Like, Jesus. Yeah. In the why, why did you say I would love that? Would well, love just because it. it was. Why would I love that? <laughs> I would love it. The, the tires on the golf cart were also bald, and so I, oh, it was uh, easy to make fun of. That's why you love it. But I, uh, I don't. Know, I'm just. I'm joking. But um, yeah, Luke Bryan. I mean, really, pitmaster of the stars, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan's one you've been jealous of. I think yeah. where uh, you know George Strait. You did that. I mean, you've done I some awesome stuff. One. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's a that's weird, cool. weird um, lifestyle, weird connection. Lifestyle I mean, we, we were cooking you know, for a big one this weekend and, and the opening act, Mike Ryan, Texas country guy, 
he comes right up, man, I'm a huge fan. And uh, I made your breakfast fatty a few weeks ago. And I look on his Instagram and sure enough, he had, awesome. right in the middle of all his music pictures, there's this neat church <laughs> breakfast fatty. So we're buddies cool. now. <laughs> I mean, you, cool. I forgot, you know, I think you said at the start, food is at the center of everything we do or something to that effect. It is amazing to see like, especially now with COVID and everything, how like crazy it is. Like people coming to the restaurant and like, having a good time. And it's like how that, it, it changes your whole like week, you know, it's like you go have a good meal somewhere and like now it's like everybody posts about it and all this stuff, Crazy. especially with everything else going on. It's, it's cool to see that, you know, we're not just making food or videos or what, you know, it's like we're really impacting people in a, in a meaningful way. Um, I mean, it's our escape a lot of times. Yeah. Like sometimes I just don't want to, I cook every day and like sometimes I just, not only do I not want to cook, but it's more just go enjoy that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. like forces you to slow down. and Yeah. It's awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, hopefully, we'll be hanging out in a couple of weeks. Heck, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I know we've been trying to do this for a while, so I'm excited that we were able to. I appreciate you guys even thinking to have me here. Of course. Awesome. Thanks for coming. I, people were very excited. We got, yeah. like we said, we had a lot of stupid questions, but then overall, <laughs> it was like, a bunch of like, oh, my favorite barbecue guys and, you know, yeah. a lot of people saying we should collab. And so we you should, know, we maybe, should definitely, uh, yeah, maybe there's something in the works. We'll see. But, um, Matt, we love you, man. Meatchurch.com at me church for everything, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um, we didn't even talk about it, but join the meat church congregation, right? On yeah, Facebook. Yeah. That groups up to like 150,000 people. It's crazy. crazy. It's more than our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but you got you got all sorts of people using uh, the rubs. Um, I saw on that the first time I saw smoke queso, and then that went viral, right? Man, but that was not a, bad for Velveeta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, at yeah. Fort Worth, Texas, my mom made queso with Velveeta growing up, yeah. so it's like it's it's right up my alley. Um, but yeah, check out Matt's stuff. He's killing it, and uh, hopefully, um, if we do chefs for farmers, we're going to do some stuff coming up. Come see us and. Um, tell us you uh, you enjoyed this podcast, and if you didn't, then don't tell us that. So, um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Hymetime Podcast. Yeah. Thank Follow you, guys. Follow us $5. Thank Thanks. We're down.